classes for all ages, Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and 11 a.m., and Wednesday evening service at 7 p.m. The adults meet in the main sanctuary, while the youth meet in the CAC Youth Sanctuary. You can also catch our services live by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link during our regular and special scheduled services. If you missed a service, you can still watch that service in its entirety by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the video archives link. Come on out to Cornerstone Apostolic Church and experience the power of Pentecost. We hope to see you in future services. Welcome to A Little Bit of Church Every Day, Home Bible Study 21st Century Study. CAC Daily iCast is aired Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Simply go to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link. You can join us for our radio broadcast Sundays at 9.30 a.m. on WQHY-FM 95.5 out of Prestonburg, Kentucky. You can also go to Q95FM.net whether you live on the East Coast, West Coast, or around the world. That's Q95FM.net. You can also catch the television broadcast Sundays at 10 a.m. on the Tri-State CW, that's WQCW-TV. And you can watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 p.m. on Mountaintop Media TV. And if you don't get those cable channels or satellite service, you can still watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 simply by going to mountaintopmedia.com. You can follow CAC Daily iCast on Facebook at CAC Daily. Follow our Phelps campus at CAC Phelps I, our Pikeville campus at Pikeville Apostolic, and Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. We're also on Twitter at CAC Daily iCast, the Phelps campus at CAC Phelps, the Pikeville campus at Pike UPC, and you can connect with Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. You can call in and leave your prayer requests and praise reports at 606-282-4108 or email those prayer requests and praise reports to cacdaily at cacphelps.org or cacdaily at cornerstoneapostolic.org. Let's now join Pastor McKinney as he takes us through another study in the Word. Praise the Lord, everybody, and welcome to it another CAC Daily iCast. It is Wednesday, the last day of January. So welcome to the broadcast, and we hope that you will stick around. we got some great stuff lined up for you between now and the bottom of the hour. And then at the bottom of the hour, well, we got our teaching session. So we want you to be a part of all of the above. And, uh, well, Let's look at uh, our announcements, and we'll just jump right into getting everything out of the way that we need to let you know about. Well, today at 2 o'clock will be the funeral of uh, Sister Kathleen, and uh, we want to remember Sister Kathleen Tackett's family in prayer. So uh, the services will be at 2 o'clock today at Lucas and Son Funeral Home. Section 3 Rally. This Friday, February the 2nd, 7.30 p.m., Grayson United Pentecostal Church in Grayson, Kentucky. Hot Chocolate Sunday. Yeah, it's coming up February the 4th. That's this Sunday after church. Sugar-free choices will be available, and everyone there will receive a free hot chocolate. um, They call it a bomb. 
So it is uh, what you just drop in, and it just makes hot chocolate for you. So, yeah, everybody gets a free one. And uh, men's meeting will be Monday. That's first Monday of the month, February the 5th at 6 p.m. KYC is just a couple of weeks away, and that's going to be Friday and Saturday, February the 16th and 17th, Northeast Christian Church, Lexington, Kentucky. And the speaker is going to be Brother Josh Carson. Section 3 conference, February the 22nd and 23rd. And uh, that'll wrap up all of our announcements. And, of course, we do have prayer requests, and those change from time to time. But let's remember the family of Kathleen Tackett, Chris Justice, Betty McClanahan, Mark Smith, Selena Bryant, and Kenyu Bryant. Let's remember all of these that are scrolling on the screen, that each and every one will receive what they have need of. And you can get your prayer requests to us several ways, and one of those is just to call 606-282-4108 or send it to prayer at cornerstoneapostolic.org. And you can drop it in the comment section or the chat room, and we'll try our best to pick those up along the way. Let's go to the Lord in prayer as we open up today's broadcast. Lord, we come before your presence and thank you for this opportunity that you blessed us to be gathered here together in your precious name. I pray, Lord, that you would move in a mighty miraculous way for each and every one who's watching today, whether they need healing in their body, direction in their life, whatever provision they need. We know that you will provide and you will give us what we have need of according to your riches and glory. I pray, Lord, that you would bless the family of Kathleen Tackett today, that you would just comfort them through their sorrow and through the funeral service and even the days and months and years ahead. I pray also, Lord, that you would move in a mighty way for each and every one who is watching today, whether they need a touch themselves or whether they're just joining us today to watch the broadcast. I pray that you would just send your blessings upon them. And, Lord, we're going to give you the praise, the honor, and the glory in Jesus' mighty name. Amen, amen. Well, let's see what we got uh, that uh, we need to look at here. I wanted to throw in the weather because uh, little to no accumulation. It started out one to three inches, and uh, some places was given just a little bit more, but now it's little to no accumulation. And as I look out my window pane, there is no accumulation. So, uh, that is uh, what was forecast for this morning, and it's currently 38 degrees, going to be a high of around 40 today. And look at tomorrow. Looks like it's going to be around 54 degrees, partly sunny, not as cool. And then on Friday, well, looks like it's going to be 45, but look at Saturday and Sunday, 61 degrees. Oh, yeah. 61 degrees, the 1st of February. That's right. That's right. Groundhog Day, 45, mostly cloudy. And then Saturday, 61 degrees. Sunday, 61 degrees. 52 on Monday. And then it starts just doing that roller coaster, uh, you know, go up and down. But uh, we'll take that. I'll take 61 degrees in February any day of the week. Well, 
that's what's happening right there. Looking at our current radar, you can see that uh, we have nothing going on. Earlier this morning, there was a, just a few st uh, streams of um, of like little uh, snow showers coming through, but it was just so small and so minute that I don't even think it was reaching the ground. So uh, don't have anything major going on today. And uh, that's just what uh, is going on weather-wise here in East Kentucky. Hope you're having a great day wherever you are. And we're going to jump right in and start our Bible reading. We're reading our way through the Old Testament. Once we get through the Old Testament, we're going to loop back through the New Testament. And uh, we'll just keep doing that, reading the Bible over and over again. First Chronicles chapter 19. Now it came to pass after this that Nahash the king of the children of Ammon died, and his son reigned in his stead. And David said, I will show kindness unto Hanan the son of Nahash, because his father showed kindness to me. And David sent messengers to comfort him concerning his father. So the servants of David came into the land of the children of Ammon to Hanan to comfort him. But the princes of the children of Ammon said to Hanan, Thinkest thou that David doth honor thy father, that he hath sent comforters unto thee? Are not his servants come unto thee for to search, and to overthrow, and to spy out the land? Wherefore Hanan took David's servants, and shaved them, and cut off their garments in the midst, hard by their buttocks, and sent them away. Then there went certain, and told David how the men were served. And he sent to meet them, for the men were greatly ashamed, and the king said, Tarry at Jericho until your beards be grown, and then return. And when the children of Ammon saw that they had made themselves odious to David, Hanan and the children of Ammon sent a thousand talents of silver to hire them chariots and horsemen out of Mesopotamia and out of Syriamaica and out of Zobah. So they hired thirty and two thousand chariots and the king of Maacah and his people, who came and pitched before Medabah. And the children of Ammon gathered themselves together from their cities, and came to battle. And when David heard of it, he sent Joab and all the host of the mighty men. And the children of Ammon came out, and put the battle in array before the gate of the city. And the kings that were come were by themselves in the field. Now when Joab saw that the battle was set against him before and behind, he chose out of all the choice of Israel, and put them in array against the Syrians. And the rest of the people he delivered unto the hand of Abishai his brother, and they set themselves in array against the children of Ammon. And he said, If the Syrians be too strong for me, then thou shalt help me. But if the children of Ammon be too strong for thee, then I will help thee. Be of good courage, and let us behave ourselves valiantly for our people and for the cities of our God, and let the Lord do that which is good in his sight. So Joab and the people that were with him drew nigh before the Syrians unto the battle, and they fled before him. And when the children of Ammon saw that the Syrians were fled, they likewise fled before Abishai his brother, and entered into the city. Then Joab came to Jerusalem. And when the Syrians saw that they were put to the worst before Israel, they sent messengers and drew forth the Syrians that were beyond the river. And Shopak, the captain of the host of Hadarezer, went before them. And it was told David, and he gathered all Israel, and passed over Jordan, and came upon them, and set the battle in array against them. 
So when David had put the battle in array against the Syrians, they fought with him. But the Syrians fled before Israel, and David slew of the Syrians 7,000 men which fought in chariots, and 40,000 footmen, and killed Shopak, the captain of the host. And when the servants of Hadarezer saw that they were put to the worst before Israel, they made peace with David and became his servants. Neither would the Syrians help the children of Ammon any more. Wish everybody a happy birthday today, whose birthday is today. And uh, all of us at CAC Daily iCast would like to wish happy birthday as we see it scrolling across our screen. January birthdays. Happy birthday today to Jerry Lindsay, 59 years old. Angela Foster, 45 years old. Daryl Varney, 28 years old. Chris Bridget Compton, 50 years old. Jeremy Matheny, 41 years old. Scott Chavesky is 56 years old. And Jennifer Witt. Happy birthday from all of us at CAC Daily Icon. Well, you got a minute? Well, of course you do. If you got a minute, then you got time for 60 seconds with the pastor. Praise the Lord, everybody. I'm Pastor Richard D. McKinney, and welcome to 60 Seconds with the Pastor. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 3 and 4 says, Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort, who comforteth us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. We all at some time wonder why we're going through what we're going through. We may even feel like we are the only person who has ever gone through this particular thing. But the scripture tells us that we will receive comfort in our time of tribulation and problems. And because we receive comfort in our problems, we can comfort others in their problems.
What time is it? i tell you what time it is. It's time for another CAC Trivia Question of the Day. CAC Trivia Question of the Day is brought to you by Cornerstone Apostolic Church and the Apostolic Voice of Phelps radio and television broadcast. The radio broadcast is heard every Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. on WQHYFM 95.5 out of Prestonsburg, Kentucky. You can also go to Q95FM.net and click on the Listen Live link Sunday mornings at 9.30 a.m., whether you live on the East Coast, West Coast, or around the world. That's Q95FM.net. You can also watch the Apostolic Voice of Phelps television broadcast Sundays at 10 a.m. on the Tri-State CW. That's WQCW-TV. And you can also watch us Sundays at 2 o'clock on Mountaintop Media TV. And if you don't get those cable channels or satellite service, you can still watch us Sundays 2 p.m. That's right, 2 p.m., and that is on mountaintopmedia.com. Well, let's see what today's trivia question is. Which prophetical book's final verse begins, it's done. but go thou thy way till the end be? It's done. Which prophetical book's final verse begins, but go thy way till the end be? All you got to do is go to the Facebook page of CAC Daily, click on the link, It'll take you where you need to go, and we'll have the results of that on tomorrow's broadcast. And speaking of results, we do have the results of yesterday's trivia question, and yesterday's trivia question was this. What king slew the Gibeonites, breaking the promise of peace to them and angering God? And out of those that participated, it looks like that it was 86% of you got it correct with the correct answer of Saul. That's the king. And uh, the Lord was angry with Saul for breaking his promise to bring peace to them. And uh, he slew, Saul slew the Gibeonites. And let's see, uh, so uh, 68% of you, or 86% of you, I should say, got it correct. And we'll give you uh, ta-da, and there you go. You can get today's correct. All you got to do is go to the Facebook page of CAC Daily. Click on the link. It'll take you where you need to go, and that will be found. And uh, we'll have the results tomorrow, but you can also... Just jump right in and get today's correct. Which prophetical book's final verse begins? But go thou thy way till the end be. That's a giveaway, right? episode number 18 of this year. This is day number 31 of 365 days a year. We try to get in a little over 200 episodes each year. And if we get to do that this year on our 11th anniversary, 12, five, 2013 is when we started. If we get uh, to December the 5th, and we get over 200, we'll have over 2,300 episodes 
that have been broadcast right here at CAC Daily ICAST. So, yeah. So, um, thanks to you, we're able to have such a broadcast as this. So, we'll give you a hand clap. Also, uh, it's time for us to do a little something-something that we like to do. This is the Commonwealth Minute Executive Director, Richard Nelson. Here we go. Welcome to the Commonwealth Minute. Here's your host, Richard Nelson. Kentucky's state budget includes a provision that requires public school test scores to be posted on each school district's website. The idea is to let parents know how well their child's school is performing. But State Representative Tina Bojanowski of Louisville criticized the idea. She said that her first thought is that it's like having a scarlet letter for adultery. And this is like a scarlet letter on schools because they educate students who are in poverty. Now, Bojanowski is also a teacher. She should also know the importance of test scores. She said additionally that public posting these test scores overlook other ways of measuring academic performance. Now, of course, she's right to some extent that test scores aren't the only sign of a good school, but they're an important sign. And every parent in the Commonwealth should have easy access to this information as Republicans in the state legislature are proposing. Find us on Facebook and Twitter at CPC for Kentucky and on the web at CommonwealthPolicyCenter.org. And that was the Commonwealth Minute, Commonwealth Policy Center. Executive Director Richard Nelson. And uh, we get time now. Yeah, we got time. It's 1021 in a.m. Coming up in just about nine minutes, we're going to be having our teaching session. So we want you to stick around for that. That's always a fun thing to do. And uh, let's see if I can find and get our uh, maybe this day in history and see what happened on this particular day in history. Well, it is brought to you by the History Channel. And, uh, of course, we need a little This Day in History music, right? Yeah, we need a little This Day in History music. Here we go. Well, it was in 1950 on This Day in History that Truman announces the development of the H-bomb. That's right. The development of the H-bomb on this day in history. That was 1950. Well, let's see what else we got here on this day in history. Um... D-Day is postponed in 1944 during World War II. That's on this day in history. Apollo 14 departs for the moon. That was in 1971. A lot of space exploration has gone on since then, right? The Viet Cong attacked the U.S. Embassy during the Vietnam War. That's on this day in history, 1968. 1917, during World War I, Germans unleashed U-boats. Well, let's see. Oh, it was on this day in history, 1990. The first McDonald's 
opens in Soviet Union. There you go. That's what happened on this day in history. Sometimes we run out of time and don't have time to squeeze in all of that. But, uh, you know, um, sometimes we get a chance to do some things and, uh, we haven't done the real facts in a while. Uh, these facts are things maybe you knew, maybe you didn't know, maybe you care to know, maybe you don't care to know. But anyway, here we go with some real facts brought to you by Snapple. There is a flavor for every person. I found my personal favorite. It is the half and half, half lemonade, half iced tea. And of course, I drink the diet form. So go to your local supermarket, get your own Snapple, twist off the lid, and you too can have your very own random fact of the day. Well, did you know that children grow faster? They grow faster in the spring than any other time. That's right. They grow faster in the spring. That's why sometimes when people don't see kids over the, uh, over the, uh, you know, winter and stuff, and then they're, they, uh, take off from school and different things. And then they come back and say, boy, you sure have grown over this past summer. Yeah. Children grow faster during the springtime. Let's see what else happens here. It takes an interaction of 72 muscles to produce human speech. Oh, some people get a real workout, right? Sailors once thought wearing golden earrings improved eyesight. Yeah, I can see much better now with this golden earring in my ear. Our eyes are always the same size from birth, but our nose and ears never stop growing. I have a problem, right? (laughs) Your skull is made up of 29 different bones, so I guess we are truly a bonehead. you have it just a little bit of real facts things maybe you knew maybe you didn't know maybe you care to know maybe you don't care to know but you can find them out right here on cac daily icast and snapple brought to you by snapple uh you see that little um i guess i gotta point to the right thing right there see that little uh square that's in the middle right there If you have your phone, and I'm just going to make sure that it does work, because sometimes I say these things work and sometimes they don't. But if you open your camera and you hold it up to that uh, particular particular one, it will take you to Snapple. That's right. It'll take you right to Snapple. It just brings it right up. And takes you right to Snapple. Just like if you was to talk about history and you do that little square right there, 
It'll take you to history.com. And, well, we just like to let you know about all these opportunities that you may have to uh, be able to just uh, grab on to um, our, uh, our websites. And uh, this one, uh, of course, this is the ending one. And, of course, those two little squares on the left, the top one will take you to Cornerstone Apostolic Church. The bottom one, bottom one will take you to Pipeful Apostolic Church. So there you go. That's what you can do. And uh, you can just scan it, go straight to it, and look at all the different things that is available for um, you on CAC website. That's cornerstoneapostolic.org and Pipeful website, pipefulapostolic.org. And we try to keep it simple, try to keep it uh, fresh, and we need to do a little updating on both of the sites. But uh, if you go to uh, our website, you will find all sorts of information on either church campus. You will find all sorts of information and stuff that you can listen to, watch. Uh, We have all of our archives of all of our services on uh, our website at CAC. And we have some audio on PAC. We're eventually going to uh, try to get some video archives on there. So we'll see how that works out. Well, let's see what we uh, else we got. It is 1029. You know what that means. It's time for us to take our little break. And the reason we take a break, we got to clear up the lag so that we can record these teaching sessions, put them on the archives and people can watch them on their own time frame. So don't touch at any key. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Church every day. Home Bible study 21st century style. CAC Daily iCast is aired Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Simply go to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link. You can join us for our radio broadcast Sundays at 9.30 a.m. on WQHY FM 95.5 out of Prestonburg, Kentucky. You can also go to Q95FM.net, whether you live on the East Coast, West Coast, or around the world. That's Q95FM.net. You can also catch the television broadcast Sundays at 10 a.m. on the Tri-State CW, that's WQCW-TV. And you can watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 p.m. on Mountaintop Media TV. And if you don't get those cable channels or satellite service, you can still watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 simply by going to mountaintopmedia.com. You can follow CAC Daily iCast on Facebook at CAC Daily. Follow our Phelps campus at CAC Phelps I, our Pikeville campus at Pikeville Apostolic, and Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. We're also on Twitter at CAC Daily iCast, the Phelps campus at CAC Phelps, the Pikeville campus at Pike UPC, and you can connect with Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. 
You can call in and leave your prayer requests and praise reports at 606-282-4108 or email those prayer requests and praise reports to cacdaily at cacphelps.org or cacdaily at cornerstoneapostolic.org. Let's now join Pastor McKinney as he takes us through another study in the Word. Praise the Lord, everybody, and welcome to another CAC Daily iCast. I'm Richard D. McKinney, your host for the day, and we are studying in the book of Revelation, and we want to always preface our study and try to uh, let you know that there's a lot of symbolism, there's a lot of types and shadows and unknowns uh, that will be revealed as time goes on and uh, be revealed uh, at some point, maybe even it, we have to wait till we get to heaven to understand some things. But we are studying our way through uh, the uh, the New Testament, and once we get to the end of Revelation, we're going to start in Genesis and study our way through the Old Testament, and that would complete our study through the New Testament. We uh, we are on one thousand one hundred and fifty of our study through the Word, so. Uh, we hope that it'll be a blessing to you and your family today. We want to uh, pick up where we left off yesterday, and we want to pick up in verse number seven. We're talking about the marriage supper of the Lamb, or uh, just simply the marriage of the Lamb. Verse number seven says, Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him, for the marriage of the Lamb is come and his wife hath made herself ready. And to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white, for the fine linen is the righteousness of the saints. And he saith unto me, Right blessed are they which are called unto the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he saith unto me, These are the true sayings of God. These are the true sayings of God. And I fell at his feet to worship him. And he said unto me, See thou do it not. I am thy fellow servant and of thy brethren that have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. And I want to uh, stop right there because if you notice, John wanted to fall down, and uh, and and uh, basically, when he sees all of this happening, uh, he just wants to fall down and worship uh, the messenger. And uh, it is told to him, "No, don't worship me. I'm uh, I'm uh, you know, like unto you. I'm a fellow servant and uh, of thy brethren." that have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God. So I want to go to the Lord in prayer as we study today. This is lesson number 1,150 of our study through the Word. So let's uh, ask the Lord to bless the study today. Lord, we come before your presence, and we thank you for this opportunity that you have blessed us to be gathered here together in your precious name. Lord, I pray that you would bless us today as we study your word, that we will take it line upon line, precept upon precept, and we will rightly divide the word of truth, expounding it fully. 
And if we misquote, misrepresent your word in any way, forgive us, Lord, and help us to correct it because we want to speak truth to your people. For it's all in the mighty name of Jesus we ask and pray. Amen, amen. Well, uh, when you talk about the marriage supper of the Lamb, uh, of course, if you think that uh, Revelation is uh, from Revelation 1 right on through to the end of Revelation is in chronological order, uh, then uh, that's how you see that a lot of people get uh, the marriage supper of the Lamb, uh, the gathering of God's people after uh, the tribulation. And you can see how some talk about mid-tribulation, which means in the middle. Uh, and you can see how people get pre-tribulation rapture, uh, especially when you read uh, some of the New Testament and see that things are shown John uh, after talking about the church. So the Bible is not in chronological order which, uh, you know, sometimes when people study the Word of God, uh, you know, we all know Genesis is the first book of our Bible and Revelation is the last. But those events and those time frames and all the books even listed are not in chronological order, which means it didn't happen like, uh, you know, the oldest book, uh, that uh, most scholars will look at and tell you about is the book of Job. And so, uh, you know, uh, why didn't the scholars put Job first uh, instead of Genesis? Uh, because the way that um, I guess our Bible scholars wanted to put the Bible together was so that it could be uh, certain sections of history, uh, law, uh, uh, you know, uh, poetry, prophecy, and so all of that is put together in that manner. So um, did everything happen in chronological order in the book of Revelation? Some scholars will say no. Some scholars will say yes. Uh, but we'll just take what we're studying today as an event that is going to happen in heaven. So how, how would that uh, sound to you? An event that will happen in heaven. Oh, it's going to be a great event. It's going to be an event when the church and the Lamb, when the church and Jesus come together for that marriage, that, uh, that uh, you know, celebration, if you will. Uh, now, some people think, okay, I'm going to see all the church sitting around a big table and Jesus at the head of the table. But when this uh, marriage comes together, and what is a marriage? It's a union. It's a coming together. When this marriage takes place, it's going to be between the church and, and all of the church, Old Testament saints, New Testament saints, uh, you know, people that have died for the cause of Jesus. All are going to be together at this supper. Let's just kind of look and break it down just a little bit. Uh, as we look at uh, verse number seven, it says, let us be glad and rejoice. We need to learn how to be happy and learn how to rejoice. Be glad and rejoice. Everything that we go through, 
We know this world is not our home. We're just a passing through. Our treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. The angels beckon me from heaven's open door, and I can't feel at home in this world anymore. You see, this world is not our home, and this world is uh, is is a uh, place of um, of um, uh, of hardships, uh, tribulation, um, difficulties, struggles. It's kind of our wilderness. Remember when the people of God came out of Egypt and they were going through the wilderness and they had times they didn't have food. They had times that they were miserable. They had times that they uh, wanted to turn back and all of these things. Uh, this is our wilderness. This world is our wilderness. And we're trying to make it to heaven. And once we get to heaven, there's going to be this event called the Marriage Supper of the Lamb. Now, with that, I want to kind of uh, just talk about that just for a moment uh, because there is a, um, um, I guess, some things that we just need to emphasize. Uh, the importance of the marriage. The importance of the marriage of the Lamb may be understood when we remember that it was ordained before the foundation of the world. This great event was planned in the heart of God. You see, God knows the end from the beginning. And so the Apostle Paul made this clear when he stated that the church was chosen before the foundation of the world according as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, found in Ephesians chapter 1 and verse number 4. Now, this great event is the crowning climax to the uh, eternal purpose of God, the purpose of God in planning the incarnation, the atonement, the resurrection, all that was in his plan. This is like the culmination of it all. This is the um, this is the grand uh, scene of it all and the grand purpose of it all. And so we see that all the events and truths of the Bible point forward and lead up to what is known as this breathtaking scene of the marriage supper of the Lamb. There's a hallelujah chorus going on. Of course, we studied that yesterday uh, Revelation 19, verses 1 through 6, a wedding is a time of rejoicing. Uh, I know that weddings, people cry because, you know, moms and dads losing their little girl or uh, even moms and dads giving their son away and all these things. So, uh, you know, weddings uh, in biblical times was a celebration. I mean, it was not a time of, of uh, solemn if you will, of coming together. It, it was like they broke out in celebration. They, uh, If you remember, uh, the first miracle that Jesus performed was at a wedding. And so all of the people were having uh, their, their rejoicing and their time of, of happiness and, and uh, just, uh, you know, uh, drinking all of the wine that was there. And, and then, uh, you know, uh, Jesus turns the water into wine. And the next thing you know, 
they're talking about how good that wine is. And usually people keep the, the, uh, good, serve the good wine, you know, uh, first in feast and, and kind of serve the bad stuff at the last, uh, when people are kind of drunken and don't know that they're drinking bad stuff. But, uh, they said, this is the good stuff. This is the good stuff. Um, you see, it was at a marriage. There was a celebration going on. That's why we have to look at this uh, marriage supper of the Lamb and realize this marriage supper is a celebration, a celebration of coming together with Jesus. The church is united with Jesus forever and ever in eternity. Oh, that's going to be a celebration. There's a hallelujah chorus saying, let us be glad and rejoice in verse number seven. Let us be glad and what? Rejoice. So this scene is a heavenly one, but the four and 20 elders and the four living creatures and all the heavenly hosts lift their voices in praise and sing hallelujahs to the lamb. Remember what we said hallelujah was? You break it down, halil, which means praise, you, which is ye, yah, J-A-H, which is the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Well, that's what's going on in this heavenly course. Hallelujah. Praise ye the Lord. Praise ye Jehovah. It occurs 24 times in the Old Testament and is always translated, praise ye the Lord. It only occurs four times in the New Testament and is found in uh, here in Revelation 19, it is the cry of victory over our enemies, over the enemies of the Lord, and gives praise to the Lord. So when we're at this marriage supper, it's going to be full of praise. Why? Because the Lord has triumphed. The Lord has been victorious. Nothing has defeated him. He brought down the false religion. He brought down the political system. He brought down the economical system. He brought it all down. And he alone stood with all power and all might and all honor. So this great hallelujah chorus is echoed in, in unison, if you will. And uh, I think it's just such a, such a telling uh, scene. This scene of rejoicing is witnessed after the destruction of political and ecclesiastical Babylon. The harlot church has been judged. The saints who suffered and, and been martyred by her rejoice for righteousness now has been meted out. The just judgments of God have been poured out upon all those that killed God's people, persecuted God's people, and all of that. So all that now judgment has been poured out. Re the rejoicing for righteousness and just were the judgments of God. You see, we can rejoice when God defeats our enemies. You know, uh, we can rejoice when we are more than conquerors, when we overcome things, 
That's why when we come to church and say you've been going through something, you've been battling depression, you've been battling, uh, you know, um, all sorts of things that's come against you and uh, you're, you're you're battling feeling like a failure or you're battling feeling like that, uh, you know, uh, you don't know which way to turn and all that and what what to do. And then all of a sudden you come through it. We should rejoice on the other side of our challenge. I'd like to I'd like to preach that sometime, but I'd like to say we need to rejoice on the other side of our opposition, the other side of our persecution, the other side of what has come against you. Rejoice on the other side. That's what that's what is the scene here. It's after all has been uh, destroyed and the destruction of the political and e- uh, ecclesiastical or religious, if you will, Babylon, all of that's been brought down. And now rejoicing breaks out. Heaven rings with praise from all people, all people who are there, martyrs, uh, people, Old Testament saints, New Testament saints, all those that love the Lord and have been called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. Oh, it's going to be a great time, right? The second cause for the rejoicing is that the Lord reigns. If you ain't got nothing else to be happy about and rejoice about, you ought to rejoice because the Lord reigns. He's still on the throne. I know this world is cruel, but this world is our wilderness. Wilderness is cruel, right? I know that we have uh, setbacks and hindrances and all sorts of things, but you know what? So did the children of Israel. But the promised land is just ahead. I was telling my wife uh, last night, I said, we need to bring that old song out, especially like at funerals uh, and and maybe just a, a reminder. It's called Canaan Land is Just in Sight. It says, There will be no sorrow there in that tomorrow we are going to be there by and by. Milk and honey flowing that is where I'm going. Canaan land is just in sight. Oh, it's just in sight. We'll have that rejoicing, and we need to rejoice now, if nothing else, that the Lord reigns. The saints have been praying for centuries. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now their prayers are answered. Now the kingdom of God has come and the Lord is reigning on his throne. It should be noted that in chapter 4, there is only one throne and only one upon the throne. The same one who was on the throne in Revelation chapter 9 is still on the throne. There's always just going to be one. I don't know why people want to try to uh, get more. Uh, you know, uh, it, it's a simplistic thing when you read the Bible. Uh, now, if you're going to go through tradition or through some, uh, you know, organization or something like that, you're going to maybe follow some false teaching. Remember, the false church had false teaching and drew many. 
and persecuted the people that was serving the one true God. So what we got to learn is if somebody's persecuting you for serving Jesus, they're not of God. If somebody is persecuting you because you're a one God apostolic tongue talking, holy roller, born again, heaven bound believer in the liberating power of Jesus name, they're not of God. You've got to remember that all that we see unfold in heaven, not one time, not one time did John say, oh, I see the throne of the Father. I see the throne of the Son. I see the throne of the Holy Ghost. Not one time. He saw one throne and one that sat on the throne. That's something you need to put into your spirit, into your heart, into your mind so much that you're not going to let anybody convince you of anything else. It's so important we know what John saw is truth. One, one throne, one sitting on the throne. There's one Lord, one faith, one baptism. There's not several ways several lords, several faiths. People say, oh, well, you know, there's faiths all over the different faiths. We're all going to go to the same place. No, we ain't. It don't work that way. We got to get right. Walk according to the scripture. Then we can be part of the marriage supper of the Lamb, that gathering of that heavenly course, beginning to lift up the hallelujahs, and proclaiming the Lord God reigneth. Well, when you look at this, uh, he is the one who is reigning. And uh, I guess we could look at another reason that the hallelujah course is stated is for the marriage of the lamb is come. This glorious event that the events of all ages were looking forward to from Old Testament to new, this this event that all ages was looking forward to is now come. This is the crowning climax of God's eternal plan. And it's time for all heaven to be glad and rejoice. Now, there's some things I want to close with uh, today about the marriage supper. Uh, who is the bridegroom? Uh, some people ask question, who is the bridegroom? The lamb is the bridegroom. This is stated in verse 7, the marriage of the lamb. It's, it's his. Who is the lamb? Jesus. It's his marriage, his day. You know, we all make it about the bride, right? In America, oh, it's, a, it's, it's her day, whatever she wants. That's what most People say, most grooms will say, oh, well, it's whatever she wants. You know, it's her day. Uh, and it is, you know, uh, in America, but not in heaven. In heaven, it's Jesus's day. In heaven, it's Jesus's day, the bridegroom. And then who is the bride? Well, in reply to this question, we have to go to Revelation 2 and Revelation 3 and see what the letters to the churches are, and then go to Revelation chapter 4 and verse 1 where the church is caught up or caught away, and the bride is certainly the blood-washed blood 
one God, apostolic, tongue-talking, holy, rolling, born-again, heaven-bound believers in the liberating power of Jesus' name. It's the Spirit-filled church who bears the name of Jesus. That's who's going to be the bride. Paul identified her in his letter to the Ephesians that he might present it to himself, a glorious church, Ephesians 5.27. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church, Ephesians 5.32. Who are the guests? Well, the guests are the Old Testament saints, tribulation saints. Certainly John the Baptist will be one of the guests. He was the friend of the bridegroom. So, uh, you know, we can we can all look and say, who are the guests and who's all these people? Different times people's been martyred for the name of Jesus. People's been through, uh, you know, uh, tribulation and, and, and murdered and all of these things. And again, uh, when the fullness of the Gentiles is fulfilled, we're Gentiles. There's no more Gentiles. So don't think, well, I'll wait until... Uh, you know, I get a chance uh, to be killed for the name of Jesus, and then I'll serve him. You don't have the promise of tomorrow. You don't have the promise of the next hour. So you can't say, well, well, praise God, we'll just wait till then. You can't wait till then. You got to serve the Lord now. Today is the day of salvation. So I want to close with this because I want you to realize uh, where does the marriage take place? Well, it's going to take place. Undoubtedly, uh, most scholars say in that new Jerusalem, the city four square, this is the place of many mansions which Jesus is preparing for his bride. When the church is raptured, she is brought into the presence of God before his throne, and then she received the rewards handed out at the judgment seat of Christ. Certainly, as we can see, Revelation 19, the wedding takes place in heaven and not upon the earth. Who then will be at this, uh, uh, when will the marriage take place? Simple answer, after the rapture of the church. While the tribulation is up on earth, she will appear before the judgment seat of Christ, for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 10. Here she will receive her rewards for the deeds done in the body. All the saints will be judged for the works of righteousness. This is a uh, preparing, if you will, of, of the final conclusion of making herself ready. The marriage will take place just before Christ returns to reign in his millennial kingdom. So um, we're going to talk a little bit more about the, the bride tomorrow. Such questions of how did the bride make herself ready? What is her wedding dress? And a little more about the marriage supper because we've run out of time today. But I do want to uh, I do want to take this moment to say, as we study this, um, we want you to study even beyond what we have studied because we know that there are things sometimes that we study that might be a little confusing. It might make you scratch your head. But again, everything that we read in Revelation, everything we read in Revelation of future events, 
You don't have to know those future events to be saved. Those future events are for our learning and to be able to tell others they need to get ready to serve the Lord now. Remember, the Revelation, book of Revelation, is the revelation of Jesus Christ. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for this day. I thank you, Lord, for allowing us to be gathered on this platform to teach your word. I pray, Lord, that we have rightly divided the word of truth and expounded it fully. And if we have misrepresented your word in any way, forgive us, Lord, and help us to make it right. I always want to speak your word in truth. I always want to deliver your word line upon line and precept upon precept. Help us, Lord, as we study in this book that we will all leave with the knowledge, the correct knowledge, the right knowledge. But most of all, we will want to serve you and keep our eyes on you. For it's all in the mighty name of Jesus we ask and pray. Amen. enjoyed the teaching session today. I've enjoyed bringing it to you. It's always good to study the word and revelation is a, uh, sometimes a book of mystery. It's a book of, uh, types and shadows. It's a book of symbolism. Uh, it's a book of futuristic things. And then we have to take into account, we're trying to see things through the eyes of John the way that John would describe things. So uh, when you start seeing all of that, you begin to see how um, all of this sometimes um, may may cause you to have to study a little deeper, uh, search a little more, research a little more. And, you know, you can look at commentaries and you can look at other things, but it's best to interpret Scripture with Scripture. Uh, commentaries are good to kind of get an idea of where other people are coming from, how other people see things, and that's why sometimes I like to throw in uh, commentary uh, notes as well as uh, we we are uh, the book that I was actually uh, speaking uh, to you from today. The little booklet uh, is a booklet, and it's called um, it's called Daniel and Revelation Two is uh is the name of this book and uh it is a uh it's a, it's a good book it's a it's a book and i i would like to be able to give you the i'll try to find out the author uh, i think it might be brother poitras i'm not positive but um i will try to get you that information so that you will uh, maybe you can download it it's a digital version you can download it and study along, and he goes through Daniel and Revelation, ties them together, and uh, some of the things you may agree with, some of the things you may not, uh, but you know that's where Revelation sometimes is uh, got some mystery in it that uh, that maybe we won't fully understand until we get to heaven. But one thing I do understand: I understand I need Jesus. You need Jesus. So keep serving the Lord. Well, we're going to get out of here. We got our trivia question up and running. And our trivia question for today is, which prophetical book's final verse begins 
but go thou thy way till the end be. All you got to do is go to the Facebook page of CAC Daily. Click on the link. It'll take you where you need to go. Everybody have a great day. Enjoy the rest of your day because we are out of here. On behalf of Pastor McKinney and the congregation of Cornerstone Apostolic Church, we would like to invite you and your family to come and visit with us. We feel that you will enjoy the spirit-filled atmosphere as we worship the Lord together in spirit and in truth. We have Sunday school classes for all ages, Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and 11 a.m., and Wednesday evening service at 7 p.m. The adults meet in the main sanctuary, while the youth meet in the CAC Youth Sanctuary. You can also catch our services live by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link during our regular and special scheduled services. If you missed a service, you can still watch that service in its entirety by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the video archives link. Come on out to Cornerstone Apostolic Church and experience the power of Pentecost. We hope to see you in future services.